0: Good morning, how is everybody this morning? Y'all look so good, you just don't know how good everybody looks to me this morning, you look great. It's good to see you. Patty, it's good to see you, have you here with us. We've had a tough few weeks. God's good, God's faithful, and he knows what's going on, amen? Everybody know that? Well, good. If you have your Bibles with you, turn to Matthew chapter six with me this morning. Matthew the 6th chapter, I uh, am excited about the word of the Lord today, Matthew chapter 6. Jesus came to the earth preaching a particular message, the message that Jesus came preaching was that the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. Today, I've titled this message, The Message of the Kingdom. In Matthew, the sixth chapter, Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray, and I'm not going to pray, teach everything that he prayed, but he makes a statement in this prayer In verse 10 of teaching his disciples, and here's one of the things that he said to pray. He said to pray, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, this is Jesus teaching the disciples to pray, and he says, Pray this way Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth just like your will is done in heaven over in verse 31 of the very same chapter Matthew chapter 6 verse 31 Jesus continues this same sermon that he's preaching and here's what he says at verse 31 therefore Do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. They seek. What are we going to eat? What are we going to wear? Then he says, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But instead of seeking these things, he says, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, since the Father knows what you need to seek, and you're seeking the kingdom first, and you're not supposed to seek after these things, the Father knows you have need of them, He's going to give them to you. Therefore, Do not worry about tomorrow until 2020. When COVID-19 hits, then start worrying. Oh, wait a minute, that's not in there anywhere, is it? I have people worried about tomorrow. What are you going to do tomorrow? <laughs> going to seek first the kingdom. What are you going to do next week? Seek first the kingdom. What are you going to do next year? Seek first the kingdom. He says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Listen to this. This is Jesus talking. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God. So if he's telling us to seek first the kingdom of God, I think that it's important that we learn about the kingdom of God and just exactly what the kingdom of God is and what Jesus is asked after. You know, he said when he was talking about praying, he said, Pray this way, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. So when we think about the kingdom of heaven and we think about the kingdom on earth, there's a kingdom in heaven, but the will of God is that whatever the kingdom is in heaven, that it's done here on the earth. So the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of earth are synonymous things where we are supposed to be praying for thy kingdom to come, thy will to be done right here on earth, just like it is in heaven. So Jesus brings a heavenly government to earth. When he came preaching, the kingdom of God is at hand and he establishes his literal physical reign here on the earth. Let me tell you something. When Jesus came to this earth, he was in in charge of everything that was going on. Yeah, he was. He was in charge. Now, Listen carefully to me say this. The kingdom of God. Say the kingdom of God with me. Would you just say the kingdom of God? Listen to this. The kingdom of God represents the reign of God, the rule of God, and the blessing of God because it's his kingdom, it's God's kingdom. It represents the reign of God, the rule of God, and the blessing of God. All that God has for you is in his kingdom. Jesus preached the kingdom of God is at hand. So everything God has for us, everything that Jesus has for us is in his kingdom, and the King reigns in his kingdom. Now, I want to make sure you catch what I'm about to say. The kingdom of God is not out there somewhere. The kingdom of God is not up there somewhere. The kingdom of God is not out there or up there. We need to have a paradigm shift We need to change our thinking. We need to renew our mind to the Word of God because where the kingdom is is a great big issue if you and I want to walk in the blessings of the kingdom. Kingdom's not up there somewhere. Kingdom's not out there somewhere. It's not over there someplace else. Look at Luke's gospel, the book of Luke, chapter 17, Luke 17, verses 20 and 21 says this. Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor... Will they say, see here or see there? See, it's not here. It's not there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is where? Within you. Now, this is important. Even today, there's a whole lot of Christians have the very same thoughts that the Pharisees have had and the very same attitude. And when you look at this and he says it's not here, it's not there, it doesn't come with observation, you don't see it, because the kingdom of God is, present tense, is within you. See, the Pharisees were saying, well, when's the kingdom of God going to come? When, when is God going to move on the earth? When is the Lord going to show up and take control of everything happening on the earth? Now listen to me, he's in charge, we're in control. I preached that last week. If you don't understand what I'm saying, you need to go back to last Sunday's sermon when I talked about he's in charge, we're in control. You know, people are saying to me all the time, and I keep hearing this, when is God going to begin his reign here on planet Earth. I'm asked and hear people ask the question and I was at a auction yesterday and walking around and several people that knew me came up and they were talking to me and one guy looks at me and he he, he just says, don't you think this is the end of time? Well, I probably wouldn't be at this auction buying everything that I'm going to buy today if it was the end of time. Wouldn't be buying anything. I'd be giving everything I could away. If I really thought it was the end of time, I'd be giving everything I own to somebody. Why? Well, that just probably would be my mindset. May not be yours, but that would be mine. You know... I wrote in my notes right here that I hate to mess up your theology, but if your theology is wrong, it needs messed up. Is that okay? I don't really hate to mess up your theology. I kinda like messing it up if it's not right. I like my theology messed up if my theology is not right. But I do have some scripture today that I want to read you about your theology and about some things that's going on and where we are. Listen to these verses. I'm just going to read these to you. We're not going to put them up. Numbers 14, 21 says, but truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Nowhere in the context of that does it say after the Lord returns, it says all of the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. Ephesians, New Testament, chapter four, verse 10 says, he who descended, that's Jesus, is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens. Why? That he might fill all things. Guys, listen carefully to me today. Hear what I believe the word of the Lord is. I don't think we should be waiting for some huge event that's going to take place somewhere in the future. I don't think that we should be expecting something huge to fall on us. I think we need to recognize, listen to me, He is here. And the kingdom of God is at hand. It's not over there. It's not up there. It's it's within us. He is here. In the last days, I pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit has been poured out upon All flesh, not going to be, that's not a future event. That is something that has already taken place. So what are you saying? I'm saying the kingdom of God is within us. It's not something that's coming on us. You can't say, look over here or look over there. There's, look there, there's the kingdom. No, 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 no. The kingdom of God is within us. Let me ask you a question. <clears throat> Do you want to see a move of God? Huh? You want to see a move of God? How many of you want to see a move of God? Start moving. Hmm? You want to see a move of God? Start moving. Why? Because the kingdom of God is within us. You want something to move and hit the earth? Start doing something. Why? Because the kingdom of God is within you. In the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1. Now, you don't have to believe me and what I'm preaching to you, but I would like for you to consider believing what God's Word says. And if God's Word says something, I think you ought to consider believing what God's Word says. Well, Pastor Farley, I don't really believe that. that it's been the way I was taught. I wasn't raised that way. Well, you were raised wrong. Well, I really haven't been taught about that. You know, the other day I was talking and preaching and I made a statement that I didn't think we were sinners and I got uh, some people who posted, we put that on the one minute thing and I had a friend of mine who posted, well, you just don't understand, we're sinners. I said, well, you may be a sinner, I'm not. Of course, I wouldn't answer him on Facebook because I didn't want to get mad. I wasn't worried about him getting mad, I was worried about me getting mad. You all understand, that's why I don't post on Facebook a lot of stuff, because it's not about you getting mad, it's about me getting mad. But follow me. In Ephesians 1, verse 19, listen to this. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power? What is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe? Say, I believe. If you believe, this is talking to you right here. According to us who believe, according to the working of His mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come, And he, God, put all things under his feet and gave him, Jesus, to be head over all things to the church, which is his body. Help me, Lord. The fullness of him who fills all in all. Now listen to me. So according to this passage of scripture right now at this moment Jesus has ascended to the right hand of the father's throne where he rules now because he's in charge all things have been given him he is sitting there so that he can fill all in all Now hold on to your seat a minute. He is not waiting till he comes back to rule and reign on planet earth. According to Ephesians 1 verses 19 through 23, he is reigning now on planet earth through his church, through his body. Pastor Farley, you don't really believe that. Well, let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, and let's begin reading at verse 29. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, of the fruit of David's body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of Christ that his soul should not be left in Hades nor his flesh See corruption. This Jesus, God has, past tense, raised up of which we are all witnesses, therefore being exalted to the right hand of God. I just read this to you from Ephesians. Therefore being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit... He poured out this which you now see and hear. Now we read this and all we see is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came. That's what they were seeing. That's what they were hearing. For they heard Him speak in tongues. That's what He's talking about through all of chapter 2. But I want you to catch what's here that we forget sometimes. It says the promise of the Father. He poured out there, what you see for David, verse 34, did not ascend into the heavens... But he says himself, David says himself, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Listen to me, guys. Jesus, at this moment, is seated on David's throne next to God. He is king, Jesus, right this very moment. What are you saying? He is the king. And he's reigning through his body, the church on the earth. You know what the problem is? The problem is the church hadn't got the message. He wants to rule and reign through us. He's trying to bring heaven to earth, and we're all down here trying to get to heaven. Yeah. That's it. Well, you think the Lord could come and take us to heaven? Yeah, He could. But the message is, He's in charge now. He's not waiting to be the king. the king now, and listen to me, he is never going to give it up. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the Christ and the Lord this very moment. Look what he said in verse 34. For David did not ascend into heavens, but he himself said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Oh, help me, Lord. That uh, passage of scripture right there ought to change your eschatology. Now, I know I'm gonna get in trouble for this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Newspapers and circumstances and what's going on in the world doesn't dictate when the Lord comes back. The word of the Lord dictates when the Lord's coming back. We don't take circumstances and try to make a biblical application. We take a biblical application and teach it to the world. And the world and the church needs to wake up and realize that Jesus is alive and well and living in saints' lives and we are more than conquerors. We are overcomers. We are victors in Jesus' name, I believe that. Now pantry, finally, I believe that until you get COVID. Let me ask you a question. Are the feet connected to the body or to the head? Hmm. The feet aren't on the head. The feet are at the bottom of the body. The head of the body of Christ is Jesus Christ. Jesus, our head, has already won the victory. He is above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and above every name that is named. And now, right now, He wants His body to fulfill the will of God. When we pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done, we ought to be in communication with the head because we're seated with him in heavenly places and we ought to be communicating with the head and saying to us, Lord, because you have allowed things to go the way that we didn't think they would go, we've been doing church this way for all these years, what are you telling us to do now? Listen to me. It's the most exciting day to be alive that we've ever been alive because Jesus is still alive in the hearts and the lives of believers. This building ain't the church. You are the church. You are the dwelling place of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pastor Farley, do you really believe that Jesus is going to sit At the right hand of God, till the devil is put under the feet of his body. Yeah, that's my theology. That's my eschatology, that Jesus is under a divine command from the Father that says, Sit here until thine enemy be made thy footstool. Pastor Foley, I just don't know why you would believe that. Well, let me give you a few reasons. Psalms 110, verse 1. You know, I've been saying or quoting David. Psalm 110, verse 1 was wrote by David, and David said this, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemy your footstool. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 22 and verse 44, Jesus speaking, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemy your footstool. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 25, listen to what he said. He said, For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 1. Let me give you this. Hebrews 1. Psalms, Matthew, Corinthians, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 13 but to which of the angels has he ever said sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool listen to me guys we cannot exalt the body above the head but I do believe That the body is so related to the head and connected to the head that the will of the head is always, always, always manifested through the body. Do you realize that if my head wants to do something, it can't go anywhere and do anything if my body don't function and cooperate with it? We are the body of Christ. We are the church. Listen to me. I have a head and I decide what I'm going to do and I work it out through my body. Jesus is the head of His body, He's the head of His church and He works out His will through His body. God wants the head. And the body to be related, to be connected to each other, to function together. And listen to me, the will of the head is revealed through the body and not through the head only. See, I read this, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And we read that and we say, isn't that wonderful? Jesus is seated today at the right hand of God I believe that Jesus is up there seated with God and Jesus is up there hear me say this he wants to bring you and me to the place that he can walk out his will what his will is in this head what he as the head is he wants to walk it out through His people. Now here's the clincher. Here's where some of you, I may lose you. The victory is a corporate body of Christ victory, not just one hot shot. See, for years, we're looking for the hot shot. Who is it that knows the will of God? Well, it's all of us as the body of Christ. Listen to me. My victory should be your victory. Your victory should be your neighbor's victory. Your victory should be somebody else's victory. Why? Because the body of Christ is a multi faceted body it is a many membered body and we've got to get listen to me we've got to get the will of God into operation in the body of Christ listen to me guys What good is it to know something that you can't impart to somebody else? Listen to me. You can't impart to somebody something you don't have. I can't give you something that I don't own, that I don't possess, that's not mine. You can't come from somewhere that you've never been. Pastor, where are you from? Well, I've never been to Spain. Oh, wait a minute. uh, So I'm not from Spain. My daddy used to say that he was from the rock house fork of Pigeon Creek. I said, Daddy, why do you embarrass us? He says, well, I really lived on Rat Row, which was right down from Pig Alley. He said, I ain't ashamed of where I come from. You can't impart what you don't have. You can't come from where you haven't been. You can't teach what you don't know. We've got to walk out. Listen to me. We've got to walk out in our own lives where it has no life. No anointing. Listen to me. I need you to help me walk this thing out with Jesus. I need you to help me. I need to help you. We need to be helping one another. What is it I'm saying? Here's what I'm saying. My My responsibility till Jesus comes is that you and I must learn to reign in life. Jesus has sat down at the right hand of the Father until His enemies are made His footstool. He's waiting on me and you to get this mentality of reigning in life in our minds. I'm more than a conqueror through Him who loved me. Look at this. Hebrews chapter 12. We were at chapter 1. Go to chapter 12. Listen at this. Hebrews 12, verse 22 says, oh, help me, Lord. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. This does not say you're going to come. It doesn't say someday. It says you have come to Mount Zion to the city of the living God, you have come to the heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels. You have come to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, You have come to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. Listen to me, church. We have come design. We have come, not shall come, not will come. We have come. See that you don't refuse him who speaks you realize most of us do not want to step into the place that God has prepared for us to step into. Look what else he says here in verse 25. See that you do not refuse him, for he did not escape. Who refused him, who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he has promised, saying, yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Look at me and listen to me. Hear me say this. Church, as you know it, may get shaken. And it may not remain what you didn't know, but what you know will remain is the kingdom of God that is within you, and it's never going to get shook away or shook up. If my corporate victory Is the body of Christ coming together? Maybe what he's doing is trying to shake off all of the differences that we have and the denominationalism things that we have and trying to get us to understand we are corporately the body of Christ. Verse 28, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Hallelujah! Say, what's in me can't get shook. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace, not legalism, not judgment. Grace, everybody say grace, by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. He says, I not only shake earth. But I shake heaven, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things which are being shaken. You've got to learn God's methods and plans. I'm going to close today by just reading you a portion of Scripture from Matthew 24. And I want to read this from the Message Bible, and I'm done. Jesus said, Watch out for doomsday deceivers. Many leaders are going to show up with forged identities claiming I am Christ the Messiah. They will deceive a lot of people. When reports come in of wars and rumored wars, keep your head and don't panic. This is routine history. This is no sign of the end. This is routine history. This is no sign of the end. Nation will fight against nation and ruler fight ruler over and over. Famines and earthquakes will occur in various places. This is nothing compared to what is coming. They are going to throw you to the wolves and kill you. Everyone hating you because you carry my name. And then, going from bad to worse, it will be a dog-eat-dog. Everyone at each other's throat. Everyone hating each other. In the confusion, lying preachers will come forward and deceive a lot of people. For many others, the overwhelming spread of evil will do them in. Nothing left of their love but a mound of ashes. Staying with it. That's what God requires. Listen to this. Staying with it. That's what God requires. Stay with it to the end. You won't be sorry and you'll be saved. All during this time, the good news, the message of this kingdom will be preached all over the world, a witness staked out in every country, and then the end will come. Here's what I submit to you today. What's been preached around the world has been a gospel of what's in it for me not a gospel of the kingdom. And the kingdom of God is what needs to be preached. Amen, amen, and amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I ask you, Lord, to help us to understand and comprehend everything that we've tried to say today. May we know that we're more than conquerors, that we have nothing to fear, that the shaking may get shake a lot of things, but what I have in my heart with you cannot be shook. I love you, and I thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen.